When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan. And we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with With daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com. That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Season three of the Umbrella Academy may be over. And sadly, we are wrapping up our coverage here on Post Show Recaps. I'm Mary Kwiatkowski, and I am joined for the final time by my co-host, Marissa Garza. Unless there's a season four. You know, we never know. Uh, Marissa, we did it. We got through. We We did. Binges of the first two seasons. Covered season three. I'd say fairly thoroughly. (laughs) Yes. Agreed. Yeah. Uh, what, What were your overall thoughts now that we're done? Uh, it was a fun ride. I think it was a fun ride. I think there were some inconsistencies in season three, but I also think that they had a lot to cover in season three. There was a lot of different um, outside influences, outside things that they had to deal with. They had, you know, Elliot's transition. They had the world <laughs> um, that was changing at the same time. So they had a lot to deal with and they still put together you know, a story that could continue or not. So I think they handled the pressures that were on them fairly well. I think so too. I think it was overall a fun season for the most part. Um, I always feel like when you start a new season of a show, it's really easy to be like, ah, but this isn't the same as the last season and I almost feel like the the binge of watching all three back to back to back really helped me kind of look at them as like one whole thing instead of separate seasons because when you wait a year or more between each watching of a season it can sometimes make it feel even more disjointed so I I feel like that experience helped me enjoy the season but yeah it was fun it was uh clearly they did a lot with what they had um I think there were areas that we maybe in a in a different universe if we had been in a different timeline if we had been Mm -hmm. able to not be in a pandemic maybe this season would have had a little bit more but you know the most I can ask from from a show is really to like keep me interested in what's happening with it keep me interested in the characters and 
ending a season like they did where all I want is to immediately, you know, click on the next episode and say, okay, what happens next? What happens <laughs> next? Like to me, that's pretty good. That is pretty good. Yeah. So I was just pulling out, I ran off, uh, <laughs> off screen for a second. I was pulling out my Umbrella Academy ah. books that I've got here. I have the like full, um, sweet sort of books i'm calling it that because the first one's called the apocalypse sweet sweet right right um so i have like all the chapters combined in each book um and another thing that i have because i have four here the first three and then i also have a book that's called you look like death tales from the umbrella academy and it's mostly about klaus so i haven't read that one yet but i'm excited to get into that you can like the imagery on the front with the floating Klaus with all the pills <laughs> surrounding him. <laughs> and that was something I was watching a lot of interviews the other day. And uh, Robert Sheehan was talking about how like <laughs> originally one of their original plans for the show was that Klaus would also have the comics ability to like levitate and to float around and they were like yeah we could totally picture robert just coming in like cross-legged <laughs> floating <laughs> floating into the first scene i think that would have been pretty fun i could see it yeah do you think that that's something i know we're gonna have a whole section here on predictions in a moment but do you think that's something we could potentially see in the future if they get their powers back like even more for klaus or is that too overpowered <laughs> i think uh, as long as they bring everybody else up i'm i'm okay with it yeah, yeah, it's like, a, I don't know if you ever play the video games where they have the different characters and like they have to even them out every once in a while, like they have to nerf some and boost yeah. some. Yeah, uh, I, I feel like, <laughs> I feel like they're a little uneven at this point. So maybe we'll get more. Um, yeah, so I, I really feel like this was a fun deep dive that we did. We've talked so much in depth about all of the plot going on. Um, but there's obviously still a little bit more to talk about, a little bit more from our listeners who had some thoughts as well and some questions. And so do you want to jump into feedback first? Sure. Yeah. We heard from Katie W. She wrote into super at recaps.com with the following. She says, hey, ladies, I really like the season and possibly think it's the best season of the three. Ooh, I know this take. is... I know. I know. She's starting off strong. Um, I know this is controversial, but oh well. <laughs> My one big gripe about the season and the show in general is why do the siblings keep getting mad at Five after a new timeline appears? Five is literally the only reason they are alive and time and time again, the only one that does anything of action to stop the apocalypses. Yet every time they end up somewhere and something's wrong... They immediately gang up on Five. At the end of the season, after realizing Sloan was missing, Luther grabs Five and demands to know what happened. Like Five, like like Five controls all the time. That's me saying, like, yes, like, <laughs> I, I feel what you're saying here, Katie. Um, uh, he doesn't even have anything to do. Um, he doesn't even have anything to do with this new timeline. If they just saw it was Reggie manipulating everything, so why? the sudden reaction to blame five it really bugs me five is the only is or five is by far the best hargraves and doesn't deserve all of the backlash he gets am i the only one who feels this way okay and rant thanks for the podcast <laughs> love listening you, and you do a fantastic job well thank you so much for the the kind words katie but thanks, yeah katie. what's going on with the five hate i mean when she when she puts it all together like that i i, I feel it yeah there's a lot to break down here so let's take this in pieces 
first off, I think that a lot of the reaction from the siblings to get mad at five when he's the one who's saving them is... I've gone back and forth with it, but I think through having this whole deep dive, I've realized like that's very intentional for the show. All of the characters are so in their own heads. They're all incredibly selfish in their own way. Um, Even like Luther, who's technically like, you know, his whole deal is that he wants to be with Sloane at the end of this. Uh, it's at the expense of saving the universe, right? Like, I just want to die with Sloane, mm. therefore I'm not going to try and, and save the universe. And um, so he's still selfish in his own way. It's just for for another person here. So I feel like that is very intentional from these characters, that it's um, almost like the same as when they like don't really worry about the end of the world like they do they they get mad when things change but they're also just like I'm living my own life I think it was like very intentional for the show to have a very um you know it's it's sort of the only thing they can do to make like the end of the world lighthearted is that their main characters like sort of don't seem to care about it that much like this season I think is probably the most different because you have Allison caring so much about the people that she's lost, but in almost all the other scenarios, even the other people in this season don't really seem to care like that much. Like I think they, they're annoyed with it, but they, they're, they never spend all of their time actively trying to stop it. Like even season one, five comes back <laughs> and says that the, there's an apocalypse that's going to happen. And everyone's like, yeah, okay, well I've got like this violin thing I've got to do. Mm. And like, I've got my own stuff going on. So I don't know. I I feel like I'm not explaining myself well, but I'm trying to basically say I think it's just sort of like the way that they've decided all these characters are going to react is to not uh, not hold themselves responsible for their own like actions of how they could fix Mm. things. I think um, it also has to do a little bit with how five positions himself like he comes in and he's like, I know all the things about time. I I'm bringing the apocalypse to my siblings and asking my siblings to help with the apocalypse type of situation. So if in a sibling relationship, one might have, you know, resentment towards this other sibling for this action. I do think, uh, you know, three seasons in, it's a bit much. I don't think we need to, you know, I I do agree here at the end um, where Luther is blaming five. I think that might be like a autopilot type of response and not necessarily he hasn't really thought that through, but I think it's also, you know, a little bit of the sibling aspect is at play. I mean, especially here because five was one of the people who didn't want (laughs) to go through and listen to Reggie. It's like, wait a second. Come on, Luther. You know this. Um, I wonder if any of it also has to do with the fact that Five is like, quote unquote, the oldest. So he's like right. the one who should have the answers, theoretically. Right. I mean, with great power comes great, or with great responsibility comes great power. With great power comes great responsibility. All of that. All of either way. Uh, it really, it really, I think, is what Five's up against with his siblings, at least. Yeah. Um, I think it's really interesting that they bring up like this part right at the end also where they just saw Reggie being the one to manipulate everything. Yeah. Um, I think part of it also has to do with this idea that like 
they've never been able to stand up to their father. They've never been able to really hold him accountable for things. And especially in this moment, Reggie's not there. I think if Reggie was there with them, they're not grabbing five. They're grabbing Reggie. And so five is like the closest approximation that they can get to, I guess. Um, He's kind of like a father figure in that way to them. Yeah, somewhat. So uh, what about the idea that this is their favorite season? Do you want to do a quick like ranking? Oh, uh, have you thought about that? Yeah. I think I would go, uh, I mean, one is pretty good. One was like the one where I was just like, oh, what is this? And it kept me going type of thing. Mm-hmm. And there it was just like so much unknown. So I think it goes for me. I think it goes in order. One, two, three. Yeah, I think it's close for me. I think I might go two, one, three. I just really enjoy a lot of the setup of season two of how they're all in their own separate kind of adventures in time. I really, Mm. I really enjoyed that. Um, I remember like when I was watching it live, I felt like season two was so different and fun and special. So I kind of still feel that way. Um, But even like, I think what you're saying is very fair, like in, in chronological order, but I don't think that it's a show that I think is like getting progressively worse. Right. Like, I think it's really easy to say like, Oh, well, you know, season one's the best, but I still think season three was a pretty good season of television that still like felt similar in tone to the other two just while having (laughs) exploring like a season one explores okay the end of the world first time around season two is like now we've gone back in time and season three is oops we're in a different completely alternate universe which can be kind of hard to settle into Mm. but I think they're just exploring such different things that it still works in its own way yeah I think like I think there might be elements that are stronger in some seasons than others but I think if you take Like, if you look at it, it all averages out. Yes. Yeah, I agree. I I do think that season three, the hard part is that it had lower lows than some of the other seasons. Like, Mm. I think there were elements of season three that really bothered me, um, mostly in just the things they decided to do with characters. Uh, But there was also some some things in this season that I know, like, for for some people, when it first came out, I heard a lot of people saying, like, I've never liked Luther before, and I actually liked Luther. And I was the same with Diego. Like, I've never liked Diego, and I liked him in this season. So I think it's definitely, it was, uh, you know, it had some positives. Um, Yeah, agreed. Okay, so we heard from Dan Heaton. Shout out to Dan Heaton, um, who says, are we supposed to see Allison as dead in her final scene? There was something strange about it that felt like the afterlife. What's this would make sense for me. This Ooh. makes sense, Dan, because of the whole, like, do you trust me? Do you trust me thing that um, Allison was doing with Ellie or with um, Victor at the end of the last episode? Because she's kind of saying, like, I know what I'm doing. I know what I'm doing. You're going to get what you want. I'm going to get what I want. And this is kind of a way for her to still be with the people that she loved. And like, and this also like explains the whole, like why Ray and Claire are together in the same place and know each other and all of that type of thing. Um, I could see this being an answer and maybe in, and this is stepping into predictions, but maybe the promise of season four is we have to, we have to save Allison from the, afterlife that's interesting i completely did not see it that way when i watched it but um i think it's possible i know what dan's talking about in terms of like it feeling kind of off uh but i think 
for me, the whole ending felt off. Like when the, the zoom up to Reggie in his, mm. you know, building, like to me, the, much like how season three felt off because it felt like a different universe, um, different timeline. I feel like this also does. Like it also feels like a different universe slash timeline. So I think that clearly she made some sort of bargain and she knew more or less what she was doing. Um, I can't imagine that she would... I guess, I guess I'm wondering, like, why if she if she knew mm-hmm. that she was going to the afterlife, mm-hmm. why not just die and go like like or ask Klaus, like, hey, what's the void like? Can I go chill in the void with Claire and uh, my? Uh, but but the thing is, I don't know. Like like I think Ray exists in the void, but I don't know. Does Claire exist in the void? Because Claire. I mean, I guess Claire technically died in season one, but I don't know if the void is like all encompassing, you know, does it include all timelines or is it only the void for the timeline we're in? Like, we don't know oh, enough about the void. I think it's all, I think it's all of the things, all of the time. I think the okay. void is is a, everybody, you can have basically whatever you want here type of thing. Yeah. I guess I'm um, just saying, I don't know why Allison would need to go through all that in order to get to the the void, assuming the void is the one and only afterlife. I Maybe would say not. probably because she thinks that like by resetting the universe or helping to reset the universe and getting this part of what she wants, um, she's helping her siblings in some way. Like there's going, there's some outcome for them that she's, this would go back to the original, like the, the Allison that we know and love from season one of like doing something for her family. And mm-hmm. I still think that that's like deep in her. And maybe was part of the motivating factor. Maybe she went to Reggie and said, hey, this is, is there a way that I can end up in the void? And he was like, yes. And I can also, this is what's going to happen to your siblings. This makes more and more sense, Dan. I'm I'm on this train now. I am on this train. I'm not. I'm not on the train. (laughs) (laughs) Dan, you're great. Great, <laughs> great, great podcasting about Amazing Race Canada and amusement parks, but I'm not on board. I don't think so. I think Allison is in a similar position that Reggie's in. I think Allison is some control over the outcome here. Um, I think the reason I feel that way is uh, I'd have to go back and check, but I'm pretty positive that the people in the void did not have any of their like wounds and things from their their deaths like sure. when we've seen luther and klaus there so i think that she looked like she still was banged up so i think that she still is here but that's just me then again we're still unclear about all that i mean i'm assuming it had to do with she pushed the button because like reggie didn't have half his face torn off well and also the bandage could still be bloody but it could be healed underneath like we don't know oh Oh, it's one of those. It's just the clothes. We don't know. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, we don't know. We don't know. So a lot to think about there. Um, Jesse, we, you know, wanted to hear from both sides, said this season didn't really do it for them. Jesse, I wish I knew more. Hey, yeah. Like, what was it? I I mean, I can I think I can understand that, especially depending on how you watched it. I think this season was worse than the other two episode by episode like i think oh, when sure. we were yeah. when we were watching it episode by episode i think it was harder to get through and there was a lot of filler remember there were a lot of episodes we said like this episode 
uh, felt like it was just trying to move the plot along, but it could have probably been combined. Like, I think this could have been a six episode season if they wanted it to be in terms of the plot they actually had. And I don't know how much of that was because of COVID or whatever, but um, I, I think that's true. But I do think like on a whole, it was, wasn't as bad as maybe some people thought on first, first watch. Yeah, no, I, that's a good point. I think, I think we talked a little bit about this through other episodes is just, this is a show that's written for a binge. And if you're not necessarily watching it that way, it could be a little harder to digest. Yeah, I agree. I agree. But Jesse, hopefully, hopefully you got something out of it. Yeah. (laughs) Um, All right. So Zach wrote in and Zach wrote in a couple uh, weeks back. So um, hopefully they have seen the whole thing at this point. First off, Zach says, love the podcast about the Umbrella Academy. As someone who watched the show while on my phone, y'all are clearing up a lot (laughs) and it's fun to listen to me. All right, Zach, I'm going to call you out there. Don't watch shows on your phone unless you're like commuting and that's the only time you have. Like at least least get one of those like phone projector things where you can like project it big on the wall. I'm I'm a stickler for... um, you know, this is why Quibi didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, this show was not, you know, Quibi was like filmed for, for yeah, phones. Yeah. So I think there were a lot more problems there than this. Um, but uh, I've done, I've done it because I've had to do it. I don't do it because I choose to do it. But uh, yeah. I did. I do have a memory of, for no apparent reason, sitting in the room with my computer, sitting in the corner on my phone, watching the entire first season of Bridgerton. I don't know why I needed to watch that on my phone, but I did. That um, I could see as like a that that could work as a phone show. I could see that as a phone show. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's what tell us tell us what your other phone shows are. <laughs> what show works best on a phone? Anyway, um. So y'all are clearing up a lot for me. I'm currently on episode six. Okay. So again, this was a couple weeks ago. Hopefully they caught up. And y'all are talking about why Reggie never set the umbrellas up for Hotel Oblivion. I haven't listened to episode seven yet, so you might have cleared it up. But do you think the reason Reggie didn't do it with the umbrellas was because Ben died or five jumped back Mm. in time? At that point, Reggie didn't have seven. So was it a waste? And that's maybe why he killed himself. So that brings up a couple of things. We did sort of talk about this throughout. Um... It's hard because I think, and and this is just me, I think some of this is revisionist history. Like, I think that I like the idea that this ties together and you're like, oh, this is why Reggie adopted seven children. But if you only need seven, wouldn't you adopt like 14 or 10 (laughs) or at least eight to have a cushion, right? Like even in cross country, yeah, the top seven are the only ones who score, but you have a, you know, you have a, or you have the only the top five score, but you have seven people run just in case one of the top (laughs) five drop out and you still have two extra. And you usually train at least nine people to potentially run in those spots. Um, This is obviously exactly the same as cross country. So... (laughs) Yeah, what do you think? What do you think of this theory, though, about like, is that why he killed himself? Because we kind of heard something different in season one. Mm-hmm. That it was yeah. more that he was bringing them back together to stop the current apocalypse of season one. But he doesn't need. He doesn't need that apocalypse to stop anymore if he doesn't have seven people. Right? 
Well, I, I guess that brings about the question, right? Like, so season one, assuming that the, this does connect and that Reggie's original plan was get seven children from the start to go into Hotel Oblivion, and that's his plan. At the point when he... We have to try and decide at what point does he discover that the apocalypse that happens in season one is going to happen? Does mm-hmm. he discover that long in advance? If he does, then you would think he would, like... Um, ex- expedite the Hotel Oblivion plan because, you know, I'm talking like when they're kids because like, hey, uh, we got this other apocalypse coming. And maybe he was, but then maybe Five did jump into time, Ben died. Maybe he had some backup plan of trying to find more people. We don't really know. This is why I think it's a little bit revisionist history by the writers because I don't think that in season one that was really his full plan. This is what, yeah, I think that it's, I don't think that not having seven is the reason why he died by suicide. I don't think that that's what happened. I think he was doing that to bring everybody together Um, because if that was the reason he would have done it sooner, I think. But Do do you think, because if, if you have to, if you're forced to believe that this was Reggie's plan the whole time though, um, like the hotel oblivion thing just happening at some point, do you think at the point when he goes, okay, I need to, um, kill myself in order to bring everyone back together. You know, he mentions the whole hotel or the hotel, the wedding and a funeral thing again in this season. If that's the case, then do you think that he also had a plan? Because Reggie's not a mag- like magnanim- magnanim. I don't think I'm using that word right. I, what's the word for like a a person who just does things for good? Magnanimous, yeah. Oh, okay, was right. Woo. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Reggie's, Reggie's not a magnanimous person. He's not going to sacrifice himself just like to bring this group of people together. Like I think he wants to bring back his wife. Like I think that's his game plan from the beginning. Okay. And I mean, we even see at the end of season one, we see the clip of him yeah. and his wife dying and all that. Um, and so I feel like he must have also had a plan to get out of the afterlife as well. And so I wonder if that's why when Klaus talks to him in the barbershop and he tells Klaus, like, you've never fully realized your potential, maybe he's thinking, okay, got to bring these people together to stop the current apocalypse. Then we got to hope that that Klaus learns more of his powers. And then Klaus has got to find a way to bring me out of the afterlife. And then we'll go back to the Hotel Oblivion plan once I find two more people somehow. <laughs> like, maybe also, it's just balloons. <laughs> just also solidifies the Alice and afterlife thing for me. Because I'm like, it's more afterlife. But anyway, uh, no, I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. I think that um, I think there's something to the revisionist history part of it. I think that um, his end goal always had to be to get back, to get his wife back. His wife was like up on the moon. And so I don't know if in season one he thought by bringing everybody together to stop the apocalypse, they would figure that out. Or if he knew that it was, we stopped this, like he saw all of the steps in the end game. He's got he's got at least see some of the steps, right? Yeah, yeah. I think so. We'll see. I don't know. Um, <laughs> and then Zach also says, uh, if I could put on my tinfoil hat for a minute, maybe Reggie knew that by killing himself, he uh, be- knew that by <laughs> by killing himself because he always said nothing brings family together like a wedding or a funeral, that they would come together and try to solve things, causing him to stay alive somehow and get a redo at finding seven 
different people to carry it out. Now that's a little big brain. Like <laughs> maybe they'll find a way to jump back in time and then I'll get another chance. I think that also begs the question of like, is it the same Reggie? Like would Reggie right. care about a different version of himself getting right. another shot at this? I mean, that is what happened here. Like that's that's what happens in season two and season three. Is this Reggie, Reggie from season one dies and then a different Reggie gets the opportunity. Right. Maybe he doesn't mind because he knows that the Reggie of him back in the 60s always had the goal of bringing his wife back. So it's not like that core plan was ever going to change. Yeah, I think, I don't know. Like now I'm, I need like a whiteboard to figure this part out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a lot to think about. It really is. Um, and I think... It's something that I'm not sure we're ever going to firmly get an answer to because I, I don't even know what that scene would look like, like them all sitting around because, you know, much like this season, anytime they talk to Reggie about like their, their father, the, the Reggie they knew, he would right. get frustrated and he's like, that's not me. I'm not your father. I didn't do this, whatever. And so you're never going to get an answer from him about like, why did you kill yourself back in season one he's like well i didn't <laughs> it's a different me right. i don't know i can't speak for that person right so I, mean, I think if there's any motivation around his choice in season one it is the fact that he realizes maybe he's never gonna get back together with his wife and i think it's oh it he's could, just admitting could, failure yeah it could be more of a more of a you know standard situation than we are we're thinking Wow. In that way, the uh, commission, um, or at least the handler, was a little smarter. Like, the handler clearly somehow knew that there were other super-powered people out there. Right. So. Right. Reggie I mean, won. Reggie could have just gone won. and found some of those people. And, or, like, was Reggie, too, in the driver's seat the whole time? You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I don't know. Deep. Deep stuff. <laughs> Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anytime anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses so join me in the fun sign up now at chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary btw void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus hello it is ryan and i was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com i looked over at the person sitting next to me and you know what they were doing they were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay. So I uh, got some more questions here. Sam asks, who on earth were all of the other guests at the hotel that seemed to know Dr. Hargreaves? Um, they they said they saw someone who looked like a dad who might be a doctor or professor. They were super creepy and they were just there, but it seemed like they knew who the Umbrella Academy was. They always like watch them when they come they in. Did. So yeah. we had tossed around some different theories. I know you're firmly in the that's Teddy Roosevelt. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's probably not, but I don't know who all these other people are. I thought that they were like important historical figures um, or just people of the time. I know we see people go into the hotel when it's built. And so maybe they got trapped there. I don't know. Yeah, but it's funny because I really thought that when I heard the name of the season, I I really thought that there was going to be a lot more about like, um, I don't know, this wasn't, <laughs> this was a little after your time, but like the Percy Jackson books, there's a whole, I know who Percy um, okay, well, I don't know if you know Percy Jackson, the whole, the whole that. like a Lotus Casino, right? The, the idea of being trapped in time in a place where um, maybe you can leave, maybe you can't leave, but that time moves differently in there. I thought that that was kind of where we were going, but then we didn't see any of that on the show. It's not like yeah. they would come out of the hotel uh, and, and time would be different. It's not like, um, it's not like that that they were not aging or aging fast or that they couldn't leave. Like none of that was happening. So I feel like maybe it was it was clearly trying to say something about the clientele of the hotel and the um, sort of mysterious, odd nature of the hotel. I think it's like think. the vibe. Like they were vibe setters, but I don't know where they came from. <laughs> Yeah, I think I, I like to believe that there is something at play here of maybe they were some of the original people and they're just there. Maybe, now this is a big maybe, because I, I thought we would maybe have gotten more of this. Could they also be people from like Hargreaves' planet? Could they also be aliens? Is they that could. I mean, a possibility? But they got swept up. Like, why would he... Why? Why would he allow that? I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it's Reggie. <laughs> but, um, like, what would the purpose be? Maybe it's, like, some sort of alien jail? Is that what we're going with? Well, I mean, that's, that's like, a lot more about what Hotel Oblivion is in the comics, is this prison for oh. the um, uh, people that they have defeated, like, the, the bad guys in uh <laughs> there's a lot more crime fighting there's a lot more like villains in in the comics than there yeah. are in the show we don't really have like besides the the first season where the villain was like oh my gosh he had two names but i can't remember either uh leroy, leroy what was his name? Mm, leonard yeah <laughs> leonard i was Dwight. almost the leroy jenkins almost did almost did <laughs> yeah i've been listening to a different podcast and they keep talking about someone na say, named lehman kessler and i was like that's not right <laughs> maybe that's what it was not different thing um 
Yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure on the people in the hotel. Like, there was a woman with like really big sunglasses that they showed a lot, like a movie star looking kind of person. I do Old think Hollywood. Like, it's probably a nod to the comic book. I, I I think or to the graphic novel. Yeah, and much much like the um, cockroaches, I believe are yeah. even though they're used in a different way. I think that that could potentially be some of it. Um, all right. So Sam also says Luther and Sloan moved very very fast. <laughs> mm-hmm. Were any of the siblings actually rooting for them, or were they just on board because another apocalypse was coming? I think in season four we will be plagued with relationship drama between the two because Sloan is now MIA. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they did move like super duper fast. I do think the uh, apocalypse was a catalyst. And I think at this point, the siblings were just kind of like, yeah, okay. <laughs> like, I don't know if it was the, I don't know if it was the apocalypse that gave him that attitude or if it was the fact that it was Luther that gave him that attitude of just like, yeah, all right, but you you found something, you you know, like, we're happy if you're happy type of deal. It's moments like these where I think the show is like, it's a comic book. Who cares? We can have them move fast. We want much like a Disney movie does. Right. Like, I think that that might be some of it. Um, I yeah, I think for me, one of the weaker parts, while I while I like Sloan and Luther was tolerable this season, I do think one of the weaker parts of the season was like trying to buy into this relationship. Like one of my pet peeves in almost any type of movie is like when we're supposed to care about characters or relationships when we know they've known each other for two days. That's why I have a hard time watching like The Bachelor too. And they're like, I love you. I'm like, You've you've been on two dates. Like, how do you what do you mean? What do you mean you love you? Um so, yeah, that certainly was a weak part for me. But um, I don't know about season four being about the drama. I think that my gut feeling for season four is that if Sloan is, in fact, going to be in it, which I think is probably pretty likely, I'd probably put it yeah. at like 75% odds. Um, if that is the case, I think that uh, they will find Sloan pretty quickly and and get her back on board. Do you think she'll be like a, a rescue mission? type of situation yeah probably i mean i don't know why she is not with them at the start on of the, the moon why would she be on the moon? oh someone's just someone gotta be to on the place? moon Me- what it maybe someone's- oh that would be rough um i i can only assume that reggie when he was like typing on the little holographic screen was somehow setting up something to do with who was going to be there versus who wasn't or something like that's really the only thing I can think of of why she wasn't there at the end with all the rest of them I'm on moon theory moon theory is where I'm going maybe I mean as if there weren't enough questions I do think some of it might have just been like we need to leave a cliffhanger of some sort give someone give the give the listener something to think about yeah I mean well they give us many many things to like we've got no powers we're in a new dimension and we're Sloan and Allison somewhere else so they gave us they gave us uh plenty of options wherever they want to take this choose your own adventure they have plenty of ways um Sam says if Allison is the only one who made the wish then how on earth did Dr. Hargreaves wife end up in the new reality did Allison know about her I think that this is not I think that all Allison did was take command of pushing the button. Um, mm. I think that all of the setup for what the new new universe was going to be was already taking place. Like, I think that Hargreave already did that when he was over there spinning those virtual dials. Yeah, I agree. I think the 
there I don't think Allison knew how to do anything other than press the button. Yes. And I think even then she was just kind of hoping that it was going to work out the way that probably Hargreaves had told her. Agreed. Um, that's my gut. But it was definitely something that I, I needed to rewatch that final episode a couple times and especially that scene to understand what was happening because like the first time around I didn't even understand the little gold dust leaving them. Mm-hmm. I didn't even see that. So I think that that's all all important to watch again if you're interested. Um, and then similarly to what we just talked about, Sam wonders who created the the alternate hotel that restarts the universe. Where on earth did that come from? Was that always Hargreaves plan when he adopted the kids? Um, I think that the story that the show is going with now is yes, that was always his plan yeah. when he adopted the kids. Whether or not you think that actually fits in with the canon of season one or not, I don't know. But I think that that was his plan. Um, and then I I believe based on the building, like I don't think Hargreaves just built Hotel Obsidian. I think he built both hotels. Why he also felt the need to put the Guardians in there, I'm a little less clear on what if the reggies were working together and one built oblivion and one built obsidian and they don't trust each other so (laughs) one put in guardians i don't know about the guardians but i i wonder if like part of this is dimensional tom like cooperation or something like that i think so the, the thing that I'm leaning towards is the fact that the fact that in, if you watch the scene where they're building the hotel, um, you see, so you see that Reggie finds the portal out in the middle of the field in the middle mm-hmm. of New York. And then he has a montage of building the hotel where there are multiple groups of very different people sort of talking about the construction plans. Um, one of which seems to be like sort of, I don't know, like, cowboy-esque is the only way that I can sort of describe him. And the other person um, is, uh, has an Asian background. And I believe that that was to represent that one of them had plans to build Hotel Oblivion and one had plans to build Hotel Obsidian and that they needed to somehow do, because they're like talking about these plans don't make sense. Why would you do this? And um, based on the sort of style influences of the insides of the hotel, I think that that also oh, makes, that sense. makes sense. Um, yeah. I mean, they have the the sushi bar and et cetera. Samurai and the one and, side yeah. and the samurai. Yeah. And then the other side is that sort of old Hollywood sort of like Western kind of feel. So I think that that is my gut is that Hargreaves designed both. I don't understand the guardian part. Maybe the guardians are just like, and I also don't understand how he was able to like build on the other side of the portal did the guardians already exist over there i don't think he would have put them in place because he's building the hotel in order to basically protect the other side of the portal while also taking shots at it himself right like being able to try and get through it so maybe the guardians already existed or maybe he's thinking it's going to take me many years to be able to actually try and go through this uh portal and succeed and so i need to put the guardian there no, I wonder if there like something maybe he entered in a partnership and the partnership went wrong and so the Japanese side of the equation was like, "Hey, uh we thought we were going to use this as like a dimension jump jumping door situation and I think there's more story here because like why did maybe they're involved in how um his wife got up on the moon? Maybe it's all tied into to itself in that way." 
Okay. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm trying to figure this out. Um, I think it's a bad business deal. I would buy it that way. I mean, there, I, the, the way I don't know, but that, but I don't feel like, I don't feel like that was the partner. I think the partnership was just Reggie had hired both these sets of people to build different style. I don't even know why the two hotels needed to have different style, but, um, Oh, I thought it was like, uh, yeah, I don't know. But I think there's a connection to why there's guardians and why his wife is up on the moon. Yeah. Ah, this is still boggling my mind. Unfortunately, I don't think we're going to ever get an answer to this um, because I don't think season three is going to be about the hotel anymore. I think we've moved past that. Oh, yeah. Universe. Like, yeah. I think one thing that, you know, the characters, it's taking them a long time to understand, but you can't think backwards. You can't hope that you're ever going to get answers to questions that are not immediately impacting them in the moment. Uh, I think that that's my my gut feeling. So I think you have to come up with whatever reason suits you best. The reason for me is going to be he <laughs> uh, either that the Guardians just always are going to appear on the other side of the portal, no matter what kind of design you build over there. I think that's option one. I think option two is he did intentionally put the Guardians there in order to protect the... Um, the way out so that nobody else somehow managed to mess with it. Uh, the only thing I have against that theory is the fact that the, he didn't build the portal, right? Like he didn't build the machine, right. the room to reset the universe. All he did was stylize it as a hotel. He found it and then stylized it as a hotel. So I think that the, I think much like the button in the machine, he didn't build those already existed. I think that the guardians, already existed because of that now it also is confusing that he somehow was able to stylize the hotel without knowing that those like stars on the ground like formed that shape and everything so is uh, this is why i think it was like done to him i think i think the guardians were put in by somebody else yeah i think something else did that um and then sam has a, a theory for season four which is uh five is going to go through a major crisis because he doesn't have his powers anymore and that was such a big part oh. of his identity now Let's. I want to talk about five real quick, briefly. Um, a lot of people seem to believe that five is stuck at the age he is. And they're like, how are they going to do it? Because the actor is obviously getting older. Now, my interpretation of five's situation is just that he went back to his 13-year-old body, but then is aging up from there normally. He's just frustrated that he has to wait out the, the process yeah. again. He can't hop back to being an adult. Um, I know in season... Two, it was a little confusing because the commission kept offering him like, oh, we'll get you your body back and stuff, uh, implying that he was stuck this way. But I don't think that's the case. I think that he just wants to expedite the process. Yeah, no, I think he's frustrated because he's got more life experience than his physical body shows. And he, you know, who, who wants to be looked at as a child all of the time when you've lived so many lives? Who wants to go through puberty again? Yeah, no. Um. So that's my thought. Now, what do you think about, uh, in general, all of them losing their powers and how that's going to affect them in season four? Uh, well, it's definitely going to have to, well, it puts more focus on the family part of it, right? Like it, it 
it's maybe we'll clear up some communication issues. Probably not. Um, <laughs> but I think they're going to, you know, at the end of the season, they all go their separate ways. But I think at the end, they're going to, there's going to be something that pulls them together. I think they'll make it out of season four with powers. Um, but I do think the majority of the season will be them trying to figure out like maybe like who they are a little bit. We got a little bit about that from Diego. Like I think Diego really has a good sense of who he is and who he wants to be because he was able to explore that with Isla this season, given the fact that she threw him all of those tests. Um, <laughs> but I think that the other characters maybe haven't had that opportunity. And so, you know, they kind of have to ask themselves who they are without them. And we'll be a little bit more introspective. That's a good thought. I think they will spend the first half of the season trying to get their powers back and doing that exploration of who they are without them. And then I think the second half of the season will be, now that we have our powers back, let's take down Reggie and or find a way to get out of this timeline or whatever whatever they need to do that day. Um, do you think that... Uh, there is a possibility that any of them could somehow get powers that are not their original powers. Oh yeah. We could have a power shuffle. I could see it. Nice power shuffle. That'd be good. <laughs> um, is there any sort of superpower in particular you would like to see? Like that hasn't been explored yeah. yet. No one's flying. Yeah. That would be weird. Um, but that's kind of one of the reasons why I liked all the superpowers here is they're a little they're a little grounded, except for Klaus. He's not very grounded. Um, but I think it would be interesting as opposed to new superpowers. I think it would be interesting to see like what does like a Diego that has a rumor look like, you know, oh, like, cool. or what does um, what does a Luther who can blip do? Like, how does that all resolve itself? Yeah. I think based on the fact that they all got the little magic alien dust and it presumably was the same dust, I don't think the dust determines the power. I think the power is determined by your personality. Sure. And so I think that they develop, probably they developed the powers they were always going to have. But uh, that being said, <laughs> would love to see Luther with some other type of power. Now, we've got a couple interesting things that happened here, such as the fact that Luther in this new universe no longer has the part um He's monkey not, yeah yeah exactly situation do you think that that is the way we are going to be moving forward or do you foresee the end of the season somehow getting them back to how they previously were I think if they do that, it's going to be like a super older, like a Bob Newhart show situation where it's like, and I woke up and it was a dream. Yeah. <laughs> like, I think if, if we go back that way, that's, that's how it will be. But I think um, there's, it's kind of like five and his size and his age type of thing. We've kind of just run. I'm, I'm really kind of glad that um, I don't have to hear another like Harry Luther or large Luther. I think it, it also is kind of a socially and culturally responsible like choice by the by the creators to not talk about like hairy and big people all the time. So mm -hmm. I think um, I, at least I hope that that we see it continue that way. 
I think there is also probably a practical element of, oh, it's really great that we don't have to somehow oh, sure. CGI a missing arm or fingers on five in Diego and also keep putting Luther in the uh, bodysuit. I think that those are all probably factors in this. Um, I always said, and I, I said this, I think back in our season one recap that, um, I think the way I would like to see the show end is to circle all the way back to the beginning somehow of season one. And uh, with the characters having all the knowledge they have now just being put back in their quote unquote, like real correct timeline. Um, the only downside with that, of course, is like, okay, we're so we're murdering Ben. Maybe Ben gets to come. Maybe Ben and Sloan or, get to come you, to that timeline. And Lila. <laughs> And Lila, and yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I think that's kind of the problem with that solution. But I always kind of liked that idea of, like, we're just going to get back to where we started. Not exactly the we woke up thing, but just sort of uh, maybe that would be interesting. I kind of like the way of leaving it hanging of, like, is there still going to be an apocalypse? The apocalypse was always going right. to happen. I don't know. Um, I know we kind of segued into predictions, but I had one more that I was thinking of, which was, do you think we're ever going to see the commission again? No, I think part of where we are right now in terms of the dimension is that something else is controlling time. Like, I really don't think we're even in a, a place that we know. Like, I don't think it's I don't think it's New York. I don't think it's Earth. I think it's somewhere different. And maybe it's like Reggie's home planet. I have no idea. Ooh. Like, we haven't seen anybody outside of the people that we know. So it's hard to tell. But Reggie looks like a human, so I don't know if that would tell me anything either. Good point. Good point. A um, couple more thoughts from some listeners. Uh, Rom asks, why is Luther completely useless? Because he has the worst power. That's <laughs> that's that's mostly why. Yeah, I don't know. Like, uh, really, I cannot believe, cannot believe that their answer to the uh, Sparrow Academy was, and we'll just have another person with super strength. Like, really? No, I mean, I'm glad that, I mean, not that I, I wish the result of Marcus on anyone, but um, it was nice that he wasn't around. Like, we didn't have two super strong people around for very long. I, it's also just frustrating because, like, there's so many different options of superpowers out there and that's oh, what we yeah. go with. And I don't understand it. Like, I don't understand. Does he like, do they need to work out? <laughs> I can't like, can I don't know. It hurt because it seems like sometimes they can, but I also didn't understand why Diego wasn't perfect at throwing knives against the guardians either. So I don't, I don't quite <laughs> understand all of that. Um, Ram says, in the new world, Hargreaves clearly runs everything. Is that because he's the one who is playing with the doohickey that would reset the universe? I think so. Yeah, I yeah. think that was, that was pretty much why. Yeah. Um, and does that mean that he was the one who took away their powers? I yeah, I believe the machine did that. I think the machine yes. was taking out the little gold particle <laughs> things. <laughs> now, this does beg a lot of questions here. Like, why did Reggie... If Reggie figured out that the machine needed to be charged using those gold particles why did he bother trying with the soldiers in the beginning oh 100 percent. yeah like i don't i don't know which makes me think there's two reggies in this situation like, it I also is confusing because according to everything we've seen it seems like reggie released the gold dust before 
building the hotel. But now I actually don't know about that. <laughs> I don't know about the timeline. <laughs> yeah, I think he did, right? Didn't he, like, release the gold dust, like, when he was leaving his home planet, like, before his wife died? Sure. I do not remember. I apologize. Maybe he, he maybe he brought some more of the gold dust with him. Maybe that was just like, maybe the gold dust is just like something from his planet that's just like chill and he just like had a lot of it and he released some of it and then he also like brought some more. <laughs> I mean, who? I don't know. Maybe we'll find out in season four about the origins of the gold dust. It's so much like we're given a lot of information, but it doesn't necessarily line up or, <laughs> or matter. Uh, anyway. Um, and then Barrett asks, most of my questions surround Reggie and his wife, Abigail. In season one, we see Reggie release the particles into the world. At the end of season three, we learned that he kept his wife body frozen on the moon. Then he maneuvered the kids so they could take some or most of the particles back to allow him to alter time and space so he could be with his wife, Abigail, again. Was this always the plan? Why did he specifically tell Allison to not join the circle so she wouldn't be affected by the machine. Why did he release the particles in the first place? It's kind of like what we were just talking about. Great questions, Barrett. <laughs> Great questions. Like, I do not know. Would it have worked to bring seven jars of the particles, <laughs> have them defeat the guardians, and then they all stand around the little table and then just set up the seven jars? Maybe it has to be people that stand on the stars? Like, we don't know. Um. I definitely think it's implied that it was his plan when he released the particles to like have them inhabit people. I don't know. Yeah. See, this is where it's like <laughs> there's some plot holes here. Like, I don't know. A little bit, a little bit. Yeah. It's definitely the, the stuff that kind of boggles my mind the most. Um, we also don't get in a, a complete timeline there. Like in the scene where he releases the particles, I believe we don't get the date or it just says like a long time ago or something um we do know roughly the date that he came to earth which i think was like i don't know like 1912 or 1920s yeah. it, was, it was a long time ago we wrote it down somewhere so or at least that's when we see him the earliest we see him i don't know when he like arrived yeah. Um, we also don't know why he named the Sparrow Academy the Sparrow Academy. Like, we believe the Umbrella Academy was named after his, like, umbrella shop thing that he right. had. So, just... Yeah, see, he's done, <laughs> just uh, so like, many there's questions. something weird. Uh, and then Barrett leaves us with a final fun question. Mm. What dance number would we most want to see them do in season four? I'm going to say, like, in a capacity that they're actually dancing to it. What do you mean? Well, like how in the opening of season one, they danced oh. to um, I Think We're Alone Now or maybe like the Luther right. Allison dance or like there's there's some scenes where they're actively dancing and then there's some scenes where it's like music in front of a fight. Oh, scene. I gotcha. Like what? Yes. What dance sequence would I like to see? Yes. Uh, Something ridiculous. Something like the first thing that came to mind was Paula Abdul's Opposites Attract totally weird interesting totally old school um but something like of that of that time i think that seems to be the time they choose for this type of thing something retro um or just like doing weird tiktok dances oh no i don't need that (laughs) i think one of my favorite parts of the show is the fact that the characters are like 30 and that like the music is a little more like not yeah. <laughs> sure but like doing that. like being 30 and like they lost all their powers did they lose their music sense could they do lizzo's tic-tac dance i don't know the I, think it, 
I think what I would like would be um, kind of like how in season two, when Ben is inhabiting uh, Klaus and is running away and he like drops the line from what is it like Backstreet Boys or something and then like runs oh, away to, to that song. Yeah. I think like having them do some sort of dance to like a Britney Spears song would be really fun. Or to Backstreet Boys, like if we get the Jennifer story and it's like some sort of breakup thing and they do like an NSYNC tearing up my heart or something like that, that'd be fun. <laughs> that would be pretty good. That would be pretty good. Yeah, I think something in that realm would be fun for me. Um, <laughs> just because Drive Me Crazy by Britney also. Yeah. I'd, I'd love I don't to see know. that too. I don't know. Get like Sloan doing something to like Toxic or Stronger. I don't know. I was just thinking about <laughs> Uh, I went to a cycle class the other day and it was like all Britney Spears mashups and I was like this is this is good I like this well you know maybe they bring Britney on who knows oh yeah I'm sure she'd be willing she was she was on um how I met your mother a couple of times she was yeah I remember that and the Mickey Mouse Club so she's not out of you know not out of her league there wow well, anything else, Marissa? Any other thoughts? Any mm. other predictions? No, I do have to say thank you to everyone who sent in feedback because I now have new theories that I've, we've already talked about about season four. But I'm really, I'm really into like if they have to save Allison from the afterlife. I think that would be interesting. I'd like to see that. They got to get um, their powers back first, then because they got to find a right. Way exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think that'll be interesting. I think season four has many different directions they could go. So I don't think there's any prediction that I couldn't make that I haven't already made. How about you? Anything we've got left on the table for you? Um, Not too much. Uh, Yeah. Thanks again for everyone who sent us thoughts, everyone who followed with us this whole time. This was a great, uh, great experience for me. I've been wanting to talk about this show for a long time and I, I love, I love shows that give you a lot to talk about. And I think this one succeeded in that. Yeah. Um, so hopefully there is another season, uh, whether we talk about it or not, but at least something that we can all watch. I think that would be really fun. So fingers crossed for that. You know, Netflix is very up in the air <laughs> right yeah. now. But um, who knows? Maybe maybe another network. You never know. So we'll see. But uh, thank you so much for joining us on this super powered ride through three seasons yeah. covering six decades, possibly more. We don't know where we're at right now. Agreed. And many, many alternate timelines. Uh, make sure you check out everything else that's currently happening on Post Show Recaps and everything in their backlog. There's Westworld, The Old Man, Marvel, Star Wars, Lost, Community, Only Murders in the Building, and so much more. They've also been doing a lot of coverage of uh, recent movies that have been popping up in yeah. theaters. So if you're also checking out any of those, make sure. Um, I know that there was uh, recently some coverage of some of the award shows and things that have been nominated. So Definitely check out Posher Recaps for all of that if you haven't already. And if you want to cover or uh, listen to any other shows that are done in the same format, we've mentioned it before, posherrecaps.com slash binge. Or if you're into the superhero stuff, posherrecaps.com slash super for both of those. Um, yeah. Also, make sure that if you do want to support Posha Recaps, you check out their store, posherrecaps.com slash store for uh, shirts and cups mugs. and mugs and everything else merch um, merch yeah, yeah merch, merch. <laughs> marissa if anyone wants to follow anything else you're doing or check out your thoughts where they can they find you yeah you can find me on twitter at mars bars m-a-r-z-b-a-r-s or in the patreon discord which uh you can get to at patreon.com slash recaps 
Awesome. And of course, you can follow me everywhere at Frail Mary and check out everything that I am talking about. I was watching a lot of Big Brother feeds over the weekend. Mm -hmm. So if you want my thoughts on everything that's happening on Big Brother 24 right now, it's been a wild couple weeks. So definitely check that out and check out the coverage I'm doing over at Rob Has a Podcast for that. And you can also check out everything else I cover on my own podcast. It's Kowski Cast, Cow with a K. All right. Until next time. Bye. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.